Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is sponsored by our very own Almanac. The Wrestle Talk Almanac is back and bigger than ever and is the must-have guide to wrestling in 2019. Where else will you find who won all of wrestling's most important tournaments, discover the real names of over a thousand wrestlers, and see the star ratings for literally thousands of matches? There's also coverage of over 250 shows from around the world with star ratings, reviews, match times, outcomes, and attendance figures, which will likely be inflated on Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard's podcasts. Not only that, but our boffins here at WrestleTalk HQ have put together win-loss statistics for every wrestler from every major promotion. So now you can be that annoying stat guy at your wrestling parties. Or maybe you can find yourself a time machine and give a copy of it to your past selves so they can place a few bets and then buy a casino. I'm obviously joking, I'm not condoning betting, it's a Back to the Future Part 2 joke. Finally, the first 100 purchases will get a hand-signed photo of Ollie and myself, which I guess some people might think is a good thing. So what are you waiting for? Order it now by using the links in the podcast description or go to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com. That's wrestletalk.bigcartel.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. Hey, mate. Hey, man. How's it going? Good, mate. How are you? Very well. Very well. How has your week been? It's been good so far. Too mm. hot. Yeah, it's been quite warm. It's been. I like uh, it though. Uh, no. I don't like it in here. It's mm, too hot in here. No, it's too hot everywhere. But I like it outside. It makes me cross outside. But then you made uh, the point that you really wanted a nice cold pint. Yeah, I think most of my situation would be improved by having a pint. Yeah. Uh, now I really want a nice now cold I, pint yeah, as I, well. I might leave after this and have a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Once we've done this, I might just go and have a pint. Yeah. Uh, I could just, just go across just the road. sort myself out. Yeah. Uh, and then go home, I think. <laughs> Ollie's not here. I'm going home. Yeah. Uh, hey, man. I'm in charge of this place at the moment, so yeah. I'm going to let you Oh, thanks, man. Home. Cheers. Yeah. We'll record our stuff that we need to record tomorrow. It's yeah, fine. it's yeah, fine. We'll it's do it fine. tomorrow. Good. Um, yeah, actually, if you want to see me and Laurie talking about Spider-Man Far From Home, because a few people have asked if we're going to do reviews of it, we are going to do a review of it uh, tomorrow on Screen Stalker. Yeah, on our new format type thing what what is the new format tell, so the, new tell for, the listeners well, so the new format is an attempt to combine uh 
the news-led stuff that we've been doing so far with stuff that is a bit more focused on us and the things that we like and also on you guys and what you like. So the idea is the show kind of covers a big story and then it's some of us playing games, it's us messing around, it's us making jokes, talking about the things we want to talk about and then there's a big community bit at the end where we feed back on comments that we received the week before mm-hmm. uh, and your opinions on the stories that we've been covering. Yeah, and it's really, really good. Check out uh, last week's first episode of it. It was really, really fun. I very much enjoyed it. Watching Pete struggle at Mario Maker was a lot of fun. Right. In the room, it was painful. It was, <laughs> it was so painful. But on tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home while playing Spider-Man for the Mega Drive or mm-hmm. Sega Genesis for our American listeners, which I have been... I haven't played for like 20 years. Yeah. So I thought, I better have a quick test play of this again just to, so I know what I'm doing. And I actually picked it up fairly quickly. I'd be like, oh, a lot of muscle memory. I'd be like, ah, oh, I remember this there you now. Go. I remember all of this now. There'd be a bunch of other stuff as well, but we've yeah. yet to be... TBC. TBC. Um, so we had an email in. I've been kind of holding on to this now for uh, 10 days, in fact. This comes in from Abhinav. Abhinav. Uh, and it's a continuation of my story for Laurie Blake. Mm. It says, hello, Laurie, Luke, Ollie, Pete, and name retracted. Last time Laurie was mad because I addressed the name retracted. Uh, so last time I messaged Pete and I told him the story of me believing that Laurie was Luke when last time Luke went for holidays. Laurie said he didn't uh, get uh, why. Sorry. Laurie said, why did he get a stupid number one fan? Not to boast, but here is a fun fact about me which might make Laurie happy and feel that his number one fan is not that stupid. (laughs) I never thought you were stupid. (laughs) There are five things to impress you here. Number one, from my high school till now, all my education has been paid for by scholarships and I never depend on my parents' money. Wow. Number two, currently I'm doing a PhD in mathematics from Berlin and I have a fully paid scholarship which includes travel fare to conferences as well. From the last two weeks, I was in the UK for uh, conferences presenting my work. Oh, that's cool. Is there still... Berlin must be a wicked place to go to university as well. Is there still math to be discovered? (laughs) Have we not found all the numbers? There's going to be a fifth thing that goes in the middle, plus minus, divide, (laughs) times, something else. Uh, number three, I can solve a Rubik's Cube in under 25 seconds and was in the top 25 in India for a time uh, for solving other twisty puzzles. So I saw that there was uh, a Rubik's I got into one a, a YouTube hole the other day and I saw that there were world championships for, for Rubik's Cubing. Mm. And I was like, and admittedly, as someone who has watched Hearthstone World Championships, Pokemon World Championships, I've been watching people do speed running yeah, yeah, competitively so this week and I was and I was still like Rubik's Cube Championship, how ridiculous. Nerds. Nerds. I uh, I once tried to be really quick at doing the Rubik's Cube and I could do like the first four or five steps of it very quickly, but then yeah. I could never and and to be honest, if you're good at maths then you can do a Rubik's Cube because it's all maths based. Yeah. So this is my again, I think A man bored for long enough will get into it. There's a few things that men will get into, and you leave them alone long enough, and they will get into it. Rubik's Cube, juggling, magic. (laughs) And it is, and it is, it is the. the, I bet you, Pete's And I bet you, this is the maths you will discover that a man times time (laughs) equals quick, quick change magic. (laughs) Like. Uh, number four, I am a gold medalist in my master's, which means I topped my batch in mathematics as well. I was second place in the whole institute. It just sounds like you're good at maths, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number five, I was president in my college and currently one of the representatives for my graduate school. So, yes, I may be stupid in thinking Laurie was Luke, but I'm smart enough to be Laurie's number one fan. Love you guys from Laurie's number one fan. 
Cheers, thank you. Uh, you yeah, yeah, still. Um, <laughs> if only I was made of numbers like the end of the Matrix, because he would have known who I was immediately. Um, Speaking of the Matrix, I've seen the Matrix on Monday. Are you at the Prince Charles? Uh, seeing it in no Cineworld. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, they're doing a big mm-hmm. old re-release for it, aren't they? Because it's the anniversary mm-hmm. of it. Because I know Prince Charles are doing a run of it. Yeah. Because um, I was thinking... We're of seeing it in Cinema there. 4D. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, we were thinking about going to see it I think it means Prince people blow on your neck or something. <laughs> <laughs> when, they're, when they're doing like the big slow-mo thing, they're just behind you going... <laughs> yeah, they take all the spoons out of the room. <laughs> um and they also announced today, Prince Charles, speaking of them, they're um, doing a run of Fight Club screenings as well. Ooh. And I haven't seen Fight Club in a, in a dog's age. so long. Oh, dog's age. I used to watch it so much, like in the early 2000s. So like 2001, mm-hmm. I was like obsessed with the film. I was watching it on VHS constantly. Loved it. Yeah, I think Fight Club is a fantastic film. But I don't think I, I haven't seen it. Probably since around that time. Maybe yeah. university, maybe like my first year of uni was the last time I saw it. That's like 2004. This is why I'm quite keen to see The Matrix. So I, have, I, I think it's genuinely been about 10 years since yeah. I've seen The Matrix. And I used to watch that film most weekends. My brother, um, he had it on VHS when it came out. And um, it was quite funny because he only really liked the fighting bits in it. So yeah. he'd actually just forward all of the story stuff. And be like, talking, what? talking, 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 fight. Aww, Fast forward, talking, 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 fighting. It's such a. Ri- I think the Matrix is such a rich, interesting world until it gets Jesus. Until they do the second and third film. I, I, even the second film, I was fine with. I was like, fine with it up until the, Colonel Sanders. The third film was too far. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we're, we're the blind Jesus. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. A little, little bit much that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to apologise to Philip uh, because he sent an email in to uh, ask to be read out on Monday, July the first. But unfortunately, we didn't do a show on Monday, July the first. So I think this has just sort of fallen out of uh, rotation. But I'm going to get to it now, Philip. It says, uh, "Morning to the best set of podcast friends a guy could ever ask for: Luke, Ollie, the ever trustworthy El Fakador, the best call up from developmental chopper, housemate Hyman, Blake Ham, you Bobby Roode mustache level of glorious bastard, all the writers and editors of Rest Talk, but most." definitely not that vile R rolling fake announcer voice using splashback of a person Randy <laughs> I have been following wrestling on off and on for the better part of 20 years I've been there through the ups the downs the invasions the wheeling out of more McMahons than I care to be associated with over the past years of getting married I let my watching slip because my wife was never that into watching big men doing beefy grappling on each other but I've been listening to your podcast ever since I found them and they helped me get through my long shifts in uh, in the day working in a lab and that's so vague a lot of maths and science guys (laughs) that's actually our target demographic are you good in labs do you look nice in a white coat? Oh, then you're Do you own it. your own goggles? Basically, we appeal to Oscorp. Yeah. That's who we're yeah. targeting. Uh, now, for the get better, uh, now for the get better part. Monday, July the 1st, we'll be welcoming our first child, Finn. And because Aww. of this event, I've decided it's time to get myself back into shape. Currently, I'm 5'9 and weighing at 258 pounds. Pause for Ollie to do the conversions. I think I'll do the conversions instead. 258 LBS. I'm going to do it to Stone, if that's okay with you. Stone is ideal with me. 18 stone. Okay. Uh, but I am going to do it to KG for people who like that, which is 117. Um, I don't know why people like things in pounds. Ollie does. Oh, in KG. Does he? Yeah. He's weird. weird. He prefers his food as a, as a pulp. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. He and he likes his time to be like he likes his, he like Yeah, he likes his food as a drink. Yeah. And he likes his weight as a KG. Really? He's an odd man. He doesn't like food because it takes up too much of his time to mm. eat. 
And he has to then put time aside for it. So if he can just, like, if he could get food in a pill, then well, you know, yeah. he'd probably be well into that. Because yeah. he'll have heard Joe he lo- Rogan he, he talk loves about it. He loves a joyless, <laughs> a joyless lunchtime, doesn't he? Uh, where do we get to? Uh, and due to a very severe car wreck a few years back, uh, many physical problems that make it difficult to get started or keeping with a fitness routine. It's my hope that by SummerSlam to get back to a fitness level, I was in the Air Force. Listening to you guys in the SWAF Nation talking about your runs, hikes, and other adventures give me the hope that this time I will be able to do it. Call me out, cut, shoot promos on me, tell me I rolled ass to people to help me push to do better, not only for myself, but my son as well. Keep, uh, sorry for the long length, it really wasn't. Hopefully I get to buy you around if you're ever in Dallas, keep up the consistent work. That's from Philip. I actually think I've read that email out before, but it's such a good one. I've read it out again so there you go mate um, and also thank you to loser parade who said hi luke hope you're well i hear you talking all the time about your music taste and i genuinely wonder if you'd like our band i guess there's no harm in sending you our music you don't have to do anything with it but we'd love it if you could just take a listen and let us know what you think so uh i'm gonna just give you a shout out here loser parade you can find them on spotify mm-hmm. we're gonna get into the show now talking about uh the new best thing in nxt which is heel shirai Heelo shirai be still my beating heart i think i'm in love so yeah this uh show kicked off with our newly heel eo shirai mm-hmm. because this wasn't just EO had come out after turning heel. This was a whole new character, a whole new presentation. Mm-hmm. She's got new music. She's got a new look. She's got a new attitude and feel about her. And she cut this promo. There was essentially two lines. Mm-hmm. And it was brilliant. Yeah. They were going for they were it was like a, it was sort of it was like a sort of character revamp, but they were also doing a bit of a this sort of champer heel turn vibe as well where they were like they definitely wanted to play up to the fact that Full Sail really buy into this sort of stuff and Mm -hmm. Candice is obviously so well loved within Full Sail that uh, Shirai's beatdown of her in the cage match meant so much that they could eke out yeah, these boos for like five minutes. Oh god, this was like I mean, so, I'm not going to compare it to this because it was a much larger scale. But the Roman Reigns after WrestleMania mm-hmm. promo, where after he'd beaten the Undertaker and he just came out, and there was like a 15 yep. minute segment where he would just lift up the microphone and just like a credit to him, perfectly played the crowd like a fiddle. Yeah, and we're just like, oh, you know, just teasing mm-hmm. people. And uh, and I think Shirai was getting that as well. She just knew. Yep. When she needed to say words, she knew when she needed to pause. She knew when she needed to play up to the crowd. And there was this brilliant moment when she goes to say something and the crowd boo her. And then she just starts yelling at them in Japanese, but off mic. Yeah. And it was just like, and the, I don't know what she was saying, but it was felt like, you guys are being very disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need to calm down. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I loved it. And I thought it's it, it that sort of same, because obviously... My, I feel the closest parallel to this in NXT is definitely the Champa thing. Yeah. And he never said anything in his promo, nor did he come out to music. He just walked out, yeah. walked to the ring, held the microphone. Exactly. Got called the devil. You're the devil! You're the devil! And then just walked off again. This was obviously very much more of a, this is the stall we're setting out now. Because that was pre-Champa really, like, being heel Champa because he had mm-hmm. to go away for the injury and stuff. So yeah. this is like... Io Shirai setting out who the new Io Shirai is going to be. Yeah. I love it. I, I think love it's fantastic. It. The music is rad. Yeah. It's just like she's got this black screen with some Japanese letters on that, and then it just comes up saying Io Shirai, and she walks to the ring with such, like, I, I wrote my note is like, it's so moody. 
Like she's got such a mood about her. And she looks rad. Yeah. Like she came out, she had these leather pants on, she had this leather top on. She just It's a little looked... bit Becky Lynch. Be- yeah, yeah, I could, like I could Becky, see that. Becky yeah. Becky's failed heel turn, but then turned her into the man. That <laughs> the is heel Yeah, turn. that is that's the gear that Shirai's got. I wonder if oh, she, I wonder if she'll have different ring gear when she yeah. reda- when she actually has a match. Probably does away with the little cuddly uh, mask that she carries. Yeah. Hello. Proper tiger mask though this <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And I I just thought it was such a cool presentation. Yeah. And it was it made me feel though like the way that the commentators were putting over the the heel turn that she had on Candice mm-hmm. as to do you think this was originally supposed to be Kyrie Sane? Ooh. It's in like they were meant to just like continue their friendship and their sort of like tag team of the Sky Pirates. Yes. And then yes. they would have done the yeah, and then yeah, would have yeah. built to a match at uh takeover Toronto between the two of them. But then Sane got the call up after Mania and they were like she needs a new friend. Yeah. It's Candace. They're very good friends, really. Oh, it's <laughs> a shame, isn't it? Because that would have been that would have made this even more impactful. And that, w- that would have got the Champa response yeah, from Full Sail as well. This was still great. Still great. I, yeah, think, yeah. I think this is a really cool new presentation for her. It's interesting to see, like... Because NXT also, for Japanese stars, generally speaking, has always had them as extreme baby faces. Mm-hmm. So it's it'll be interesting to see a Japanese star be a heel in NXT in that way. Yeah. Because I, yeah. it, generally speaking, it's when they get to the main roster, they're like, oh, you're Japanese, are you? Yeah. You're a heel now. Yeah. <laughs> like, so You can't get over in front of English-speaking people. Yeah. Uh, but she did say two lines in her promo where she said, I don't need any friends. I don't need any of you. And she just drops the mic and walks away. Mm. It was bad ass. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Oh, the next stage of this for Io yeah. Shirai. So we, I, I mean, I'm assuming we're building up. We're going to get Shirai versus Candice at Toronto, mm-hmm. which will feel like a feel like a real good sort of like good first feud for for heel Io. Mm-hmm. And then where do you like? Uh, not, not so much a like where do you go from there? Like very puzzling. It's more of like an excitement question of like where do we go from there? Like what's yeah. next? What what would you do next with Io? I think you take the belt off Shayna, put it on Mia Yim, mm-hmm. and then Io. Yeah, Io, and then that's where Io wins her title. Because yeah. I think she'd be a good counterpoint to Miriam. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's a, a very NXT, NXT thing to do, which is to put it on a baby face and then just instantly put it back on a dominating heel champion. Yeah. They, love, they love a dominant heel champion. They love a dominant heel women's yeah. champion. Yeah. It's, it's their in thing. They really don't let a lot of people be heel in NXT, though. I think like, NXT yeah, has true. so many baby faces. It's, yeah, yeah, that's actually very true. But um, I thought this was an awesome, awesome, awesome opening segment. I yeah. think that EO has come out the gates with this new heel character, like just running out of the gates mm-hmm. and being like, this is the new character. The love, the like the black, like light, the lights all go down. It's all a bit like spotlighty. It feels like dark timeline version of babyface Io Shirai. Well, wait, so and, and like, kind of... No commentary at the beginning of the show, just yeah. opens the show and it just goes black and then this happens. It's yeah. like, so cool. When it finished, I just wanted to watch it again. Yeah. Like when she got to the ring and she started a promo and I was like, I really want to see this promo, but actually I just want to watch that entrance yeah. again. So I can't remember who tweeted it back when the tapings happened. So I saw the spoilers when the tapings happened and someone was posting about it on Twitter and mm. they said, is this yet another failed heel turn? Because... Mm. 
EO, the reaction that EO gets is she comes out to booze. So I think like yeah, it's, okay. a, it's definitely a successful heel turn in that scenario. But there's a bit where she's in the ring mm. and people are going, EO, EO. But uh, I think it's okay. just because it's so overwhelmingly cool. Like <laughs> yeah. you're just like, I have to, I have to do something. It is pretty badass. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this today. And I, to be honest, since I've watched this episode of NXT, I haven't stopped thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like this is the one part of the show that I've been sort of replaying over and over in my head of being like, God, that was cool. Mm. And I, I suddenly thought to myself, I was like, man, I don't just I don't think I love this character. I think I'm in love with this character. Yeah. Like I think it's just so cool. I think it's, like, it's it's a really smart choice as well. I think because when EO came in and EO is I think a remarkable female talent in WWE and but she obviously came in at a time where Kyrie Sane was still on the up and up and so immediately fell in there with mm. kind of being like, well, you know, they they obviously have quite parallel careers in general anyway. And a very similar sort of style of gear and look, and yep. then they were f- made friends. So this, I think, now that Kyrie's moved up, is such a smart move yeah. to reposition EO as one like the first big female Japanese heel that NXT is going to have, completely, and also just give her a completely different look. So like the specter of Kyrie Sane now has been sort of wiped out. Yeah. Of- any of the conversation around Io Shirai. Yeah, totally. I, it's such a smart move. You're absolutely right on the money there. And, I th- and this is a very exciting direction for the character. Mm-hmm. Super excited to see what they do with her next. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sorry. 
Uh, right, well, let's shout out some uh, Patreons at the $25 and above level. If you want to get involved, head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and donate at the $25 and above level, and you'll get your name shouted out like these fine folk. You even get a special wrestler nickname that's usually done by me, but sometimes I'll outsource it. And it's very cool, sometimes and you get a shout out a lot like this, particularly from Hall of Mania, Patrick Hall. Woo! The star athlete, Lendell Brenson. Harder than its bite, Sean Barksdale. Ask his future husband and EOF one-man wrecking crew, Skin Trade. Woo! You'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Smidjewski. Brett the Hitman, Matthew Williams. Woo! Nice. Killer Chris Phillips. Woo! Oh, watch out for him. Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Hammerman, Hammerman. Switchblade, Courtney Summers. One of our longest Woo! running sledgehammers. Dot, 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 dive, Dylan Cachetta. They drew first blood, not me. Grace Rambo. Woo! You're going to enjoy your new film. You sold out, Jay Sellers. Woo! Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, where are we? Jonathan, yeah, the Headmaster Headman. Woo! John Santos, Little Helper. Santos, Woo! Little Helper, like the Simpsons. And finally, <laughs> probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. Rolling his arms Well done, Philip, though. Yes, absolutely. Well, you'll get an extra special one. A proper one. But uh, Randy Andy Natson, uh, what are people's thoughts up in them super chats? What are people's thoughts? Uh, we haven't got all that many, but then again, we've been had very generous this week, so that is absolutely fine. But we've got Tim starting us off with a double donation, but with a thank single you. message saying, last donation this week, I just wanted to say thanks to Laurie for recommending my friend Pedro to me on Ramble Club. I'm loving it so far. Isn't it great? It's what a fantastic game that is. Hmm. Flips and stuff. Flips and it's stuff. It's like Matrix. It's Matrix gunplay, the game. It's this, brilliant. Does he say on Ramble Club? Yeah, I think I was talking about it on Ramble Club. God, I was on Ramble Club. Do you know what? That whole episode is actually... <laughs> <laughs> we were drinking a lot of Pisco that night. Oh, and yeah. I... Uh, it's usually a spirit. If, uh, for those <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a bit weird otherwise. Um, we were drinking a lot of piss. We were drinking just a lot of piss. Um, and yeah, my memory of like the things we talked about is spotty at best. Yeah, I just remember making those little weird cake things for ages. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's actually it's just over was there. Was it pisco sour things. or was it just pisco? Just just straight up pisco. We were just drinking it neat uh, because we didn't have all the other ingredients. <laughs> Ollie made actually, it. Genuinely, I quite enjoyed it. Ollie made it a game and he lost the game after bragging. There's no way I'm losing this game. Yeah. I'm amazing at drinking games. And then just continue to lose. My wife did say it's borderline unlistenable too. <laughs> <laughs> Jobber JJ says we we are EO were sorry were EO and Candice really friends. Having someone's back doesn't make them friends. Another woman's storyline about friendship. EO and Kyrie are friends. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I think this was probably earmarked to be Kyrie saying, mm -hmm. and you're going to have the big EO versus Kyrie match at yeah. Toronto, but. Then plans have to change because the main roster comes a knocking and yeah, they yeah. comes to stealing and they comes to not using them on Fire their own Fire the shows. tractor beam. <laughs> we need more fuel. Quickly, bring them up. Hey, what uh, we've, I imagine like Vince McMahon's like the emperor from Warhammer 40k and they're just feeding wrestlers to him yeah. to keep him alive. He's Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, he, they brought her up and then put her into a tag team with Asuka because, well, I guess she's Japanese too. Mm -hmm. And then we're like... Um, pff, got nothing for them to do though, so 
Oh, well, well, I say away we go. We've got nothing for them to so do. So they've won a future title shot, right? Yes. Against the Iconics. But it's not happening at Extreme Rules. No, but in a, in a non-televised match. Yeah, it happened in Japan. In Japan. It was a... Japan, U- where Japanese stars are used properly. It was a YouTube promo to set up a house show that is now sort of bleeding into our own storylines, like our own reality storylines, mm. but also not really, because Paige said, when's the match happening? And the Iconics were like, not yet. Never. It's going down in tears. The actual match is going to be on WWE 2K20. Yeah, probably be on Evolve this weekend. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing about it, though, is Brian Alvarez tweeted about this, and I must have missed the line, but Byron Saxton, when they were like replaying the win, bearing in mind this win was two weeks ago, and they're only yeah. just talking about it now on TV, because they honestly could not care less. And Byron Saxton said, the Kabuki Warriors picked up an incredible victory over the Iconics. I'm like, mate, everyone beats the Iconics. Like, yeah. They haven't won a match. They won one match since they won the tag belts, mm. which, by the way, was three months ago. They barely won the match to win the tag belts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Jonathan Holt says Shirai versus Larray and championship match at TakeOver so two women's matches mm. is that a first for NXT? I think so. mm. yeah might be it can't possibly be though there must... no there must be because when Asuka debuted she was having like exhibition matches yeah. in fact actually I was there at TakeOver London yeah. they had um, Asuka versus Emma and then Bailey versus Nia Jax mm-hmm. and I think when Asuka debuted they did Asuka versus Dana Brooke and then the women's um, match at the end, which actually be, I think was Bailey Sasha Banks. It'll nice be the first, first for a long time, anyway. It'll be the first for a long yeah. time, yeah. Bear in mind that was like 2015. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a while. It's taken them a long time to build other stars though in the women's division in NXT. Yeah. It's been very singular focused at times the women's division in NXT. I think because it's been so Baszler focused mm. that they haven't really. They've just been building almost like monsters of the week for her to beat. Yeah, they've got. I think they've got so much other stuff to do though with NXT, where it's just like they obviously the top of their card is so kind of crazy with the Undisputed Era and yeah. Gargano and Champa and all that stuff. It must take a lot of energy to think about week to week. What's going to happen there? Well, I mean, it's also down to the fact that they signed too many people in one go and then yeah. tried to put all of them on TV at the same time. And like, case in point of that is the Keith Lee promo on this show where it's like, I've been here for a year and yeah. I've done nothing. I was like, my <laughs> God, Keith! And I've done nout. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that is, and that's not your fault really, Keith, no. is it? And then like, at the end of that promo, I did think, but where are you gonna? Where are you slotting in? Mm-hmm. Like everywhere else is stacked on this card. We're only getting five matches a takeover. Need so more fa- belts. We need no. We, the last more thing we belts. need is more belts. More belts. But you think like like Matt Riddle's not been featured on TV for a while either, mm-hmm. and DiJack's gonna come back. Damian Priest is now getting like TV pushes. Yeah. And it's almost getting to the point now where I'm I'm almost gonna start thinking to myself: Are these TV pushes actually pointless? And they're yeah. not going anywhere. Well, like, where, where's Kushida going? Killian Dane. Killian Dane's another one, absolutely. Yeah, they just yeah. keep bringing in these names. Mm. But it almost feels like there's no spaces for like, there's, there's almost too many people and not enough spaces. I think it'd be interesting depending, yeah, depending on what happens with Undisputed Era, though. You, you do open up this whole wealth because you're going to have war games. And you will just have this one bit of space to actually use people that might not have mm-hmm. belts. Yes, yeah, true. Actually, no. yeah, yeah. Because if, if Undisputed Era do clean sweep Toronto, like if if that's kind of seemingly where they're setting things up to go, then you do if then war games could be all or nothing yeah. in the match there, and then you could just have the rest of the card be your Killian Danes and your Dijaks and your Keith Lees. Yeah, be could cool. be, yeah, it could be really interesting. Yeah, it'd be cool. Bruh. Jeb Sonnen says, bright future for Boa. Hashtag lovely times with the boys. <laughs> lovely time with the boys. Lovely time with the boys. Um, yeah, Boa was pretty good. Um, I suppose that's the other... So, uh, we're talking about sort of like 
a lot of names, not enough places. This tournament has got like, you know, eight names or whatever it is. And you're like, well, I mean, only one person's winning this, but then there's seven people who've debuted that you almost want to keep going with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's just another seven like names to go Another tournament. <laughs> I propose another tournament. They can pretty much all go answer. on 205 Live as well, because they're, they're none of them massive. So. No way, two hundred five live. It um, is a place to go. People uh, were very like Scunthorpe, <laughs> very helpfully pointing out that the Japanese writing on Io Shirai's Titantron means Io Shirai. So thank you for oh, that. Oh, we, wow. uh, yeah. we we hadn't worked that the one out. More so, um, you know. I know. Um, Nate Jackson uh, says sending in my free super chat to show some swaft. Wow, you get free ones, do you? I think you get one free one. Oh wow. Oh, there you go. Thank you very much. Thank very you. much appreciate it. We shall do three more for now, and then we'll get on the road with the rest of the show. We've got Tomo saying, Tomo. My Wrestle Talk Almanac arrived at 10 a.m. today, and I couldn't stop reading all the wrestling goodness. Definitely recommend getting it. Support Wrestle Talk. An excellent segue into, yeah, buying the Wrestle Talk Almanac. WrestleTalk.bigcartel.com. I always get that wrong every time. We should have a physical copy. Uh, with us for the Saturday Wrestle Ramble, Ollie so I can stole t- show it. it off. Yeah, I mean, Ollie didn't steal it; he left it somewhere. Oh. Big idiot! And uh, so he so left it somewhere. He's made it sticky. He left it somewhere. <laughs> Do we want to explain how he made it sticky? No, nope, nope. I'll leave it. That. <laughs> um, uh, so okay, yeah, WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com. Go order the WrestleTalk Almanac Volume Two. Churl Media Productions says, "Would you rather see an NXT Royal Rumble match or an NXT Money in the Bank match?" Big fan and first time supercharger. That's a good question. I mean, I think I'd go Royal Rumble. I think Royal Rumble because it's actually a different thing. Yeah, like, there are plenty. Money of in the bank. Money in the bank's a ladder match by any other name, isn't it? Like, yeah. And they've already had the North American title ladder match, which was amazing. And I would love to see a repeat of that. But I, I think a Royal Rumble would be a more interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'd go a Rumble. They've got novelty to, to see of the NXT crew. Yeah. Um, and finally, Zachary Marsh says, "Can you please?" Do D and D streams? I would watch that. Me too, mate. I mean, well, I wouldn't watch. I'd be there, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll live it. Yeah, it's fine. Just live through it. Um, it's something that we've uh, talked about in the past. Hopefully, it's on the cards. It's yeah. Like we're hoping that it's going to be on the cards. Yeah. Let's not say soon because that, that sounds like yeah. a problem. Yeah, at some point. At some point. I have decided as well. I uh, now love the opening to NXT. Yeah. Oh man, I think the song is cool. I think the now they're not doing the West Side Story, like clicking along and singing along with it. I think it's just like so it's much better. Anthem. Yeah, I think it's so cool. Mm. It's so much better. And because we don't get them on Raw and SmackDown anymore, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a nice little novelty to get an, an opening video package to the show that kind of like shows you all the key players. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's all right. I'm not keen on the song. Uh, I've yeah. I miss the old song. What was the old song? I've actually forgotten how it goes. Which actually isn't too dissimilar. But I'm a big Slipknot fan. Funny, actually, I um. So back in 2002, I went to Reading Festival, and Slipknot were in a signing tent. But I'm not going to queue up because I'm not a mark. But I was there and I was just like, you know, just you know, waving and being like, oh, my God, I love you guys, because I did. And um, Sean, uh, the clown, saw me and he sort of pointed to my, my Slipknot T-shirt I was wearing. And um, he went like motion to sign. And I was like, yes, yeah. so I took the T-shirt off and I threw it at him. 
And he signed it, passed it down the line, and everyone signed it. Security guard picked it up at the end, brought it back to me, and said, Is this yours? And I went, Yeah, it is. Oh. So I had a t shirt of Slipknot, a, t- a Slipknot t shirt signed by all members of the band, including Paul, God rest his zombie bones. And then I was like, Oh, this is amazing. And then for I don't know how, somehow my friend got his hands on it, and his mum washed it. Oh. And I was like, Mate, and yeah, you can see, like, it's quite faded. Mm. Like, some of the signatures, you can still make a lot of them out, but some of them are a bit smudged. And then all of a sudden, I never saw it again. And I was thought it was just lost to the annals of time. And so I went to my mum's house recently. Turns out my brother's had it all along. And he doesn't know how he's had it. It's just ended up in one of his bags. And he was like, I think this is yours. Like, I haven't seen this for like 15 years. <laughs> Where's it been? Surprising any signatures are left on that. Yeah, absolutely. Unloved piece of memorabilia. Oh, but I've always, I've always got the memory. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> Bully for you. Bully for me. Uh, also, bully for the dream who was doing uh, what seemed to be the naffest press conference in the world. He looked like a middle-aged wife on holiday. He had a big white hat. He had a pearl necklace. He had a little jangly earrings. I. Um, he looked like he was at baggage claim. I mean, it was in a university lecture hall. Yeah. This looked proper crap. Yeah, it did. Like, I think actually NXT... They didn't ver- frame the shot properly. No, I think NXT are very good at convincing you that these are real press conferences where they have like lots of people around with their phones and their dictaphones mm-hmm. recording things and doing the interviews and stuff where they do it sort of outside i think they use their the stage and the area that they've got very well but this is the first example where i thought this looks so low rent yeah this looks proper pants that i hope they never do this again well like, i clearly get they were trying to up the drama of it but they should have just if they were going to if you wanted to do them at a lectern making like a point you could have just done like a, do it dramatically like they've done everything else with him and just have it like you know it's pitch black spotlight hits the stage spotlight hits the thing he steps into the spotlight and delivers this speech yeah i just it just yeah it was janky as it was it? <laughs> i thought this was a bit right bit naff really one person asked who's next in line for the title dreams did not approve that question so he asked for the next one next interview was kathy kelly apparently i'm going to guess because he called her queen kathy she asked about roderick strong and dream said that strong is not ready to experience the dream and then to just cap off this bizarre segment he walked away without the title yeah. he just left it there it follows me <laughs> It knows its master. Heel boy. It was a, <laughs> such an odd ending. Because like, yeah. if, if he covets that title so much, why did he just leave it on the lectern? Why was Kathy Kelly not in shot? Like, why, like it was they were doing the fake press conference thing again. Like, and it's normally producers or yeah. you know NXT producers holding the phones and asking any questions, and they pretend like it's a media scrum. So why do it like it's a media scrum, but Kathy Kelly's asking the question, she works for you. I was going to say, and not only that, she was the second question. Yeah. She didn't she's even get first She's employed by WWE. <laughs> it was, I, I mean, her press credential, she needs to have a word. Yeah. If, if that's the position she's found herself in, yeah. she needs to have a word. Off-screen with talent. Off-screen. She's been demoted to just a voice. She's not even a body anymore. And Kathy Kelly deserves so much more. Um, they uh, were building up the main event, which was Street Profits versus Lorcan and Birch. Now, this might be something that I've missed, but uh, Nigel and everyone else would start calling them uh, the Brit and Brawlers. They've always called them that. Yeah, like a nickname. Oh, yeah. I think I've always missed that. Yeah, they just. I think Nigel normally calls them the Brit and Brawlers. It's a cool name. Yeah, I like it. It's better than just calling them, you know. Birch and I think Blorken's a better name. Blorken. Yeah, it's good. Um, promo for NXT Takeover UK Cardiff, which. I'm not going to bury anymore because a lot of people have misunderstood me burying that show. <laughs> um, someone, in fact, got in touch with me to say, like, why do you hate Cardiff so much? And I was like, 
I don't, I don't hate, like Cardiff. I don't hate Cardiff. Cardiff's amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful city full of beautiful, beautiful people. It's just no one's going to this show because Royal Quest is hot. That's got, yeah. that's got a, probably a much better card. Yeah. And also the rugby's on, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's exactly it, yeah. Uh, we got our first match of the evening, which was between Damien Priest and Blanco Loco. From Mexico, New York. New York. Um, he's cool. Yeah, he's all right. I mean, he's called Blanco Loco. So instantly I was like, I like you, guys. <laughs> I like you. I like you more than I like Damien Priest. White and crazy. <laughs> Um, and I, you know, Damien, I mean, I say here, Damien Priest has got a fancy new entrance with a spotlight, but then again, I guess I missed his actual first match. Yeah, so that, that, was, that was, was the entrance, yeah. Yeah, so they it's do, the same they're thing. They're sort of doing a fake, like, oh, he's appearing everywhere thing, but they're just cutting the camera in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, I thought him doing the fake shoot of the arrow at the screen with the fire was a bit, bit yeah, hokey. Yeah, it's a bit, it's hokey. Yeah. You used the word I, janky earlier, and I think yeah. that's a perfect way yeah. to describe it. I don't, I'm not getting the Damien Priest thing. I thought no. Punishment Martinez is a, a better name. A, it was better a better name. character. Yeah. This is just a bit lame. Also, you, you The yourself... Archer of Infamy. Oh, that's a lame old He's got an nickname. infamy. Infamy. Everyone's got an infamy. And, like, I would say that Damien Priest, when I hear that name, I think satanic things. Oh, I think Chris Angel. Okay. I just think stage magician. Damien Priest. Because I think of like the omen and I think Caesar's of like a, a priest of Satan or something like mm. that. But then like he lives the rock and roll lifestyle. I'm like, yeah. with a name like Damien Priest? I don't yeah, I don't quite get why WWE's like he's a he's a musician, rock and roll. Is that like, the, okay, so is so that it's the like, gimmick? It's, it's, the gimmick is that he's like a rock and roll star kind of Yeah, gimmick, they, they said it, that he lives the rock and he li- lives the rock star lifestyle. But it's like it's you know, like the the person they've used as the blueprint for what kind of rock and roll he is is Jericho, <laughs> isn't it? And it's not like it's not like cool modern rock. No, it's old nineties rock star. Yeah, 80s. He going even like post hair metal style yeah. rock stars. Which in fact is what Jericho was as well. Yeah, and it's just it's just yeah. I don't know why this for this guy. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But I mean, he won. He had a Falcon Arrow, and then Nigel was like, "Nice bit of irony there." Of course, the, he would use the Falcon Arrow. He's the Archer of was it him the Archer of there. Inf- Infamy? Oh, did he say? Oh, no, I just good I'll added that in there. Here, the Cyclo Kick and a Corkscrew Cutter, which he calls the Reckoning. Yeah, terrible name. And again, the Reckoning sounds like it's a satanic thing, yeah. or like you know the dark art sort of thing. Mm. But no, apparently he's from a metal band. Yeah, difficult second album was taken. Um, uh, yeah, I like Punishment Martinez. The sophomore effort. <laughs> I do like Punishment Martinez. I think he's a very, very good talent. Yeah. But he, I, I, I worry that he's just going to be one of those guys that just sort of gets lost in the NXT shuffle. He need, he needs to have matches against someone the same size. He needs, he needs the Dijak match. Mm. I think. I, I don't like the Crossroads as his finisher at all either. I just think it looks, it, for someone his size, it looks dumb. He needs like a big, like power. Yeah, I think the spinning, the spinning, spinning kick, is, the spinning great. kick he does is much better. Yeah, that could be the finish. Absolutely, yeah. Because that's what like it's weird that he does the whole, he does the setup straight. Like, fire. He does the, yeah, he does the thing and then does that, and then it's like, and now I'll do my finisher. It's like that felt like your finisher. You did the pose and like the, you know, AJ Styles doesn't do this and then just do a DDT. <laughs> it's like he's going, I'm doing the finisher now. Do you remember when AJ first started doing the Phenomenal Forearm and he was trying to get it over as this new finisher? And he was trying to, like, it was, it was funny to just, like, watch him work out how to get this move over. And he'd do things like he'd get his elbow and he'd bang it against the rope to, like, try yeah. and get people to, like, clap along with it. And I was like, yeah, that lasted about a week. And before he realized, that's not working, mate. Yeah. Do this instead. 
did the cane glove thing. But I like that. That's like watching someone's process. And it was, yeah. Someone, it was. And as processes go, AJ's are pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got a promo for Evolve, which is happening this Saturday. And then which we've looks got... awesome as well. From that, pro- I, love, I love that promo. Yeah, it's a really cool promo, actually. It, it is cool. I mean, I know I've, I've kind of like made jokes about the show and everything because of when because of WWE mm. just sort of decided to air it. So I think, against. I mean, I'm interested there because I think it's one of those things where... It's a bit of a lose-lose if you are in WWE's position with Evolve because you can either, like, I'm sure you're really doing it as probably the favor to Evolve because, one, they're a feeder program mm-hmm. for WWE. So with AEW strengthening its indie ties by having appearances on all these other shows and building that sort of thing out, like, WWE needs to do the same, but they already have strong ties with a lot of promotions. So one way to do that is to show this, yeah, to show this event on your stream, but you can't... They couldn't film it and show it later because that's admitting defeat, Yeah, isn't it? Like, you, you hand AEW the victory there. So you kind of have to take the bad guy rap and put it on anyway. Yeah, I imagine it's probably it's still more cynical. But even if, even if your intentions were pure and it was just about, you know, you are sending all these guys to evolve anyway. You did want to film it because it's important. And you're probably going to use the clips of it in NXT at some point, I imagine. I would have thought so, yeah. You, you, lose, you lose more to just hand it to AEW and not do it. Yeah, and it's like the actually airing other promotions on the network has been something that's been discussed for years and years and years mm-hmm. now. And there, there was talk of another tier, wasn't there? That yeah, did like, they were going to start introducing progress. Like, and all yeah, that you're going to get like tiered viewing where you've just got pay per views as like one tier. Oh, like you just got access to the archives on, on one tier. And then you mm-hmm. had the $10 tier, which is basically what we've got now, where you get everything. And then there was a $15 tier. on SmackDown on time, though. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the $15 tier, which would then give you access to. Things like uh, Progress and Evolve and WXW and probably ICW and all the mm. other sort of promotions that they've essentially sort of like hoovered up into their sort of to be another feeder system for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, really, this feels like this is the first step of them actually pulling the trigger on that. Yeah. Which, you know, it's cool because if you've got the network, then it's just more access to more wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got the first of two very good video promos. And this one was the first one was from Killian Dane. And this was our, a, I, I hate to use the word fiery promo, um, can, all things considered. He's talking about the troubles. He was talking about the troubles indeed. Just talking about how his house was set on fire with his family still inside while during mm-hmm. the troubles. And like, he can't hit, it's not a laughing matter, Andy. Is this true? What, the troubles? No, no, no. <laughs> the, tr- <laughs> the troubles his is story. true. Well, um, I don't I guess so. He was born in 85. He was in Belfast. Mm. So quite likely. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he can't hear out of one ear due to a car bomb that was that went off down his street. And he's the only surviving male member of his high school class. It was a, like, it felt very, very real. Mm. And actually, you've been like, holy hell. Yeah, as, particularly yeah. as well, because that's like, you know, that that's recent history. Mm-hmm. It's within our own timeline. He was born the same year I was. Yeah. My only, uh, the only bit I didn't like about this promo was a bit where he goes, I will walk right up to you. And I will breathe in your face. Sounds <laughs> 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 gross. That's a, that's a really strange threat. Ugh, God, imagine yeah. what he's eating. If he's Wind eating your like, If he's had like a really strong cup of tea. Yeah. I love like, it if he just oh, ended it just being like, I'll oh, catch yourself on. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was a very cool promo. And he said that he's not repressed the memories of these stories. He's going to take everything and anything that he wants. But it was very cool. Yeah, it was. I think it's really good, like repackaging of Killian Dane, who definitely was just viewed as muscle before. Oh, yeah. like he was. He, was, he was such a non-character in Sanity, b- mm-hmm. despite his obvious presence. So yeah. it's good to give him like 
like to bring him back and be like he's obviously going to make an impact but to go this is also he's got a character yeah absolutely uh we then got the next uh, in our is it the breakout tournament Yes. Yeah, okay. The breakout tournament, uh, first round continues. It was the former ACH Jordan Miles taking on Boa. Smiles for Miles with Jordan Miles. He's a smiley He's lad. an athletic anime hero. <laughs> Shut up. Did he have like a Naruto headband like as, as well? I, I, oh, I, I think he was holding one at the very least. Um, he did uh, some cartwheels to dodge a big kick and some impressive flips and whatnot. Uh, and that's where, yeah, I noticed down apparently he's the athletic anime character. Mm. Nerd. Um, and he, he likes to do a baller pose. But then Boa took over with some Muay Thai, uh, Muay Thai style try that again uh kickboxing and stuff which i thought was actually quite cool he was a jiu-jitsu champion wasn't he in china it said oh yeah yeah that's, that's cool. what... i really liked boa yeah he's cool I, he has I, a, good, a good i like it i'm i'm a big fan of like muay thai kickboxing yeah. anyway i think it's just cool style with i kind of struggled with miles i wasn't fully on board with it i thought the smiling thing and i didn't like the putting it over yeah so I, don't, I just felt cheesy. too much it apollo cruise it felt too cheesy and mm. it and it didn't quite fit the match because there wasn't enough of like a disconnect between like he starts off really smiley and then Boa gets his big like beat down section. Yeah. And then Miles just finishes the match and is happy again. And it's like, I don't I feel like what the, the amount of punishment you took should have wiped the smile off your face. Ab- yeah, I completely agree with and you. And I, ju- I, ju- I just don't, and I would have, I would have preferred it as a selling point of like, yeah, his character, like, cause your character can't be that you smile. That is. That, that's what they gave Ronda Rousey, but that shouldn't be the point. That's what they gave Apollo Crews. Yeah, off, I know, but like that shouldn't be your no, character really at all. No. Um, and I felt like, yeah, there should have been the switch flips in mm-hmm. Miles, and he becomes the serious, you know, like like they did, with, like like they did, with, funnily enough, with Ronda Rousey, like the she goes into mean face, mode. yeah, like that kind of thing does work and would have worked here as part of the comeback, but like I don't know. It's it's all fun and games doing like headlocks and smiles and stuff. Yeah, I don't mind that, but I want once you've started taking the punishment, maybe it's time to stop smiling. Yeah, I mean to Jeb Bazanan's point in the super chat that we had towards the start of the show, actually Boa was the what guy I was more interested in. Yeah, uh, coming out of this, and um, you know, he's knocked down in the first round, but um, yeah, uh, Miles at the four fifty, which he calls the Midnight Star for the win. I thought it was you know decent action, but you're you're right. I think the character work was particularly great. Yeah, I think it just felt, it felt. I I, I did. I, I thought Miles he looks like an amazing athlete, and he looks like he's going to be incredible. Like the double backflip, drop kick thing yeah. he does is wicked. Uh, but yeah, everything that Boa did made. I was much more into it. Like he did this, like it was just a standing triangle hold, but yeah. you just start kneeing him, and it was like that was so combat sports. I loved it. He does a, uh, he puts him on the second rope, kicks him in the back, and when he falls down, axe kick in the chest. Oh yeah, that was that amazing. Was really cool. And the bit where Miles fires up and comes out of the corner, and mm-hmm. Bo just kicks him back into it. Yeah, and that was obviously Miles is selling, but it was such a cool. It was cool. It was. It was just like it. Boa felt like a much more sort of rounded in-ring presence like like less of a like less trying to be a character but felt like he had kind of a cohesive look and style whereas yeah. miles felt a bit disjointed because it's almost that sort of um dissonance between yeah 
what you're presenting yourself as and what's actually happening to you. And I like ACH. Yeah. I really I really do. But it's uh, this it didn't massively work for me here. Uh, but next week it's going to be Dexter Loomis versus Bronson Reed. I like the look of Dexter Loomis cuz he's got a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> That's end of. End of. Um, Shayna Baszler was interviewed backstage about Mia Yim and uh, Baszler said, well, I mean, of course, uh, you know, she wants to have a match with me. I've got the biggest target on my shoulder here, referring to the championship, uh, and said that it takes more than a good story to impress her. I, lo- I love the framing of this. I think this was really clever. This was much like, better than Dreams one. Yeah, this was, this was so much better than Dreams one. And like, I think Baszler's, the point where she says like, you know, she, yeah, it's a great story. She pulled herself up from the streets and now she's here. It's like, but it is also the only story in combat sports. Everyone's got this story. Oh, you yeah. need to do something more remarkable than that. Yeah. Right? And I like the line as well, which is like, and besides, the story always ends the same when they're across the ring from me. Tap, Tap. Nap. Snap. snap. That was cool. Yeah, well, that's cool, yeah. Baszler's great. Yeah. She's so, so good. Uh, then we got our second promo of the our video promo of the evening, which was for Keith Lee, who <laughs> said that he said that he's been here for nearly a year and he's not done anything. He's had some matches, but they've meant very little. Um, and he's, I, I did like the way that this was framed, though, which is that I've been all over the world. I've been in various different motions, but no one has ever said you're the guy. Yeah, I've never had to carry a company on my shoulders. Like, I was never given the opportunity, but I always end up on top. Yeah, because I love, I love saying so I've never good. been the chosen one. Yeah, I've never yes. been the chosen yeah, one. It's yeah, really it's clever. Really, really cool. But it's good when you're showing clips. It's good because they were showing clips of like you know the Cassius Ono feud, Lars Sullivan, blah blah blah. But then also Riddle. Mm. And I think that is the kind of the key here is that it is Riddle's presence that has pushed Keith down. Yeah. the pecking order mm-hmm. because they've obviously gone. Yeah. Riddle is the star. And Keith and them are friends, like they're friends. So like Keith has fallen down here. So it's it's an in, that's quite an interesting dynamic that you could work into something down the line. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really really cool promo. And he said that he's going to prove that he belongs at the top by becoming infinite, which mm. is more than limitless. Limitless won't. Yeah, doesn't cut it anymore. But is it? I mean, if it's limitless, isn't that basically the same as being infinite? Because if yeah. it's limitless, then there is no limit. It's to a it. semantic rebranding. It's, uh... <laughs> It's like uh, when NXT, the old, the old, old version of NXT, when it was a, a reality TV show, mm. and uh, Darren Young was introduced as having immeasurable strength. Yeah, but I think so, so strong it just could not well, be. I measured. think the obvious thing, the obvious thing here is that because Keith has been doing the uh, Twitter thing of like when he keeps renaming himself yeah. quietly, impatiently, impatiently. Yeah. So now it's infinitely. Yeah. So it's just to be. We're going to build it into part of the Twitter style thing and yeah limitless limitless keith lee isn't as good as infinitely keith lee infinitely lee keith <laughs> keith infinitely mm, yeah I infinitely keith i, I like i mean i like limitless. i think just infinitely yeah um and then earlier He's got too many catchphrases <laughs> i think is the thing uh, earlier in the day, Regal had an announcement to make, and he said that a lot of WWE stars are coming to NXT as they want to face Kushida, and announced that Apollo Crews will be coming from SmackDown oh, Live next know. week to take on Kushida, which wow. I'm sure will be fun. SmackDown sending its biggest star. <laughs> it's one and only We've Apollo We've got this match from the top, boys. It's <laughs> one of their big ones. Um, Adam Cole will also have his first NXT Championship defense next week, which I'm sure will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got our main event, which was the Street Profits versus the Britain Brawlers for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Um, my first note here is dripping in charisma are the Street Profits. They're amazing. Oh, they're so good. I think they've even stepped it up a notch. They've... I think even Dawkins is more on board oh, with yeah. the general like 
tomfoolery now. Yeah. Montez Ford has always been like, I'm just doing my own thing. Like, yeah. you're just going to have to wait until I'm done dancing until we can start stuff. And they saw like a really interesting story on commentary, which was that they have been working so hard in the performance center to nail down this act and mm-hmm. to really like step up and prove that this act is over and it can work and they can graft and they can, you know, put on these great matches. And now they're at the top of the tag team division. Now they're the, they're the champions. So you're, to your point there, it feels like they're stepping it up even more yeah. to be like, right now we're at the top. We've got to prove that we belong at the top of mm-hmm. this division and keep hold of these belts for as long as possible. Granted, it looks like they're on their way to Raw. But, um, yeah. you know, uh, regardless, I mean, but hey, maybe in some sense that is an upgrade. It's to the main roster. It could be one. Uh, I mean, good time to turn up if Paul Heyman's taken over. Absolutely. Apparently, and Paul Heyman, from uh, all reports, cherry picks them from yeah. the NXT roster. He would be a big fan of them. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and why wouldn't you be? Yeah. They're so good. Like, they're, they, they're so charismatic. Yeah. They put on great matches. They've got incredible chemistry together. Yeah. And they are so over with the NXT audience. Yeah, well, the thing is, Paul Heyman looks at them and he knows what to do with them. Mm. That's, the, that's the only difference between anyone else looking at the Street Profits who works there, is that Paul Heyman goes, oh, yeah, I know what to do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, probably also won't be told by Vince, you're just going to have to give them a heel gimmick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can they steal some stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about naming them Crime Time? <laughs> it worked really well for us last time. <laughs> um, this uh, was a fairly standard uh, tag match. A lot of fun by the end, which was you know, Street Profits ran wild at the start, and then the Bread and Brawlers took over mm-hmm. um, and sort of beat them down. There was a moment where Birch tagged in and just started to kill poor Montez Ford, and they were just like slamming him down and everything. Nigel got so excited and started shouting, Danny boy, the Piper's Pipes are calling! <laughs> it was really Andrew good. Glenn. Um, and like everyone who got in the ring, they did some big spots. Uh, then they did some dives over the rope and then spine busted by Dawkins and a frog splashed by Ford for the win. Thought it was a lot of fun by the end. It was, it was really fun. I was just, I was watching it just being like this kind of slow to get going and I I was just I was sitting there just expecting like a big angle coming out of it because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like it felt very like we're biding our time we're mm-hmm. biding our time we're biding our time something's going to happen and then Montez Ford <laughs> yeah. did the big flip outside and I was like oh, okay do you know what maybe that was it where, the, where are the forgotten sons yeah <laughs> that's kind of how I felt I was yeah. like where's where's Undisputed Era where's Forgotten Sons yeah it feels like there's an interference on its way. That Yeah, I thought I was on a sort of similar vibe train to you as well. Mm. Um, speaking of the Undisputed Era, they came out on the stage after the match and seemingly set up that's uh, Street Profits' next title defense, mm-hmm. which, I'm, which actually will be great. It's funny that a lot of the title defenses uh, and a lot of what seems to be the setup for TakeOver Toronto is like people are having amazing matches with other people. Mm. And then it's just like, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, of course you guys can have it. It's your guy. Some of that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> One of those, please. Um, so overall, I would say that the show started off incredibly strong with the new love of my life, Io Shirai, mm-hmm. and then was fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. perfectly fine television. Um, Randy added that. So, actually, no, before I go on, what, is, what say you? No, I think, I think the same thing. I think it had some, again, we're in that sort of, there's just enough time before Toronto where we're kind of having to have the slow period yeah. and then we're going to start ramping as we get towards that. So We've got four weeks left, right? Yeah, so I think now we're, now we're going to be on the, the full steam ahead trajectory. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm really excited about all the, um, the all the promo stuff I thought was fantastic this week, Beyond Dream. Uh, but Bezos was great. Danes is amazing. Yeah. Keith Lee's was incredible too. Uh, 
the in-ring action I wasn't that keen on, but I, I can see it building somewhere good. Like I'm looking forward to um, Miles versus Angel Garza. That's going to be great, I imagine. Mm-hmm. It just as it just does feel like we're still just waiting for it to get into full gear for Toronto. Yeah, I would almost say this is one of the few NXT episodes where by the end of it, I would have said, you could have just watched the YouTube highlights. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, watch the, particularly watch the Keith Lee and Killian Dane promo and watch Io Shirai's promo at the start. And those would be the three things I completely recommend going out your way to see. Yeah. If the Shayna Baszler's one's there as well, great. But it's, you know, if, yeah. if you can't find it, then it's just Shayna being great as she always is. You'll get the best, like, I think that's the thing on the highlights package, you'd get the best of the the tag match like the tag match was very very good by the end by the end but it was it was also very standard yes i completely agree with you on that one but now let's throw over to randy andy datson sorry for the the full start Uh, there my friend fine i'll get over it um ma campbell says will we see the 24 7 championship on nxt tv well, that was the gimmick, wasn't it? That it would it be defended be across all brands. Evolve. But um, I suppose the the hardship that they've got, and we've talked about this on the show before, is that the 24-7 title is essentially written show to show of like what we're going to do with it next. Mm-hmm. Whereas NXT tapes so far in advance that you would have to know who is going to be the champion at yeah. what point for you to then film some stuff in NXT for it to then air and coincide with what's happening on Raw and SmackDown that we, week. Yeah, and the other big issue is that also because the, the, the 24-7 belt surely has been invented for YouTube and mm. Facebook and Twitter and that kind of thing. Like, that's the other big factor in it. All of NXT gets spoiled. You know, oh, all yeah. the tapings get spoiled. So you can't even film something at NXT in front of the crowd and then wait and then try and match up who's the champion by the time Raw and SmackDown that week rolls around and that NXT rolls around because people will say that the title will change and if the title lives as part of the YouTube ecosystem of WWE that counts yeah. that's canon so yeah it, it, it wouldn't work on NXT unless it's a backstage segment that's what I was going to say backstage yeah, you segment have to you keep could do it and, you would, yeah. and uh, as a one show thing like you could have Drake show up on an episode of NXT and a backstage thing to be like oh I've got the belt to you and then someone pins him and then by the end of the show Drake gets the belt back and runs away yes, and then exactly, so come yeah. Raw the following week Drake still got the belt and it, yeah. should, and it would be fine so yeah so that'd be the only way I could see it happening I suppose you could do it if you had like him do it on the first episode of the new NXT tapings don't do anything on Raw and Smackdown that week with it and then have him do something but, but again, uh, the, the point is there, there, there would have to be some cohesion, and yeah. that there, there isn't. No. Uh, Kratos's Forgotten Son says, Hello, my friends. In response to the email from yesterday's podcast intro, Raw always begins at 8 p.m. in the New York time zone as well. Yeah, we had so many emails about this. So many emails and, and messages. So essentially, someone um, emailed in about, because um, we were talking about endgame spoilers and about how like we wouldn't do, I, I, I try not to do any endgame spoilers, even though the directors have lifted the ban on spoilers just on like particularly on a wrestling show because i don't think everyone's had a chance to see it yet i would probably wait until a year before i sort of started openly discussing something that happened um you've been spoiling on screen stalker for ages well you want to know go over there but uh they were saying that they were finding it frustrating because of the the area that they're in although raw airs at like 5 p.m in new york they don't get it for three hours afterwards they don't get it live because we were saying like in wrestling it's a different thing because it's a live format mm-hmm. and his argument was well it's not really a live format because i don't get it till eight o'clock and it's very hard for me to stay off social media for three hours and without getting it spoiled on instagram 
Yeah. And then sort of having a pop at WWE for quote unquote spoiling their own show, which was live. Well, it is live. And I, so I, I, we didn't have a very fair to, to criticize WWE for that. But uh, yeah, it was led to a big discussion of like, how do time zones work in America and when do affiliates air the show? It's too big. And then uh, we just had like so many emails trying to explain it and, and so many tweets trying to explain it as well. But, unless but just, you, just, you're going to have to live with it being spoiled. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's, but unless it's, you work in social media, how difficult is it to not look at your phone? Unless you're a child. Could you I not hide? Because like, like kids, are, kids are always on like the Instagram, aren't they? Because we'll get messages Snapchat. on That's where they live. We'll get messages on Facebook and Twitter saying, oh, I was going to watch this later. It's like, well, if you're going to watch this later, don't go on Twitter because yeah. you, if you're a wrestling fan, you probably follow a lot of wrestling. Probably don't news. follow, yeah, or don't follow the wrestling things. Yeah, like yeah. have a have a uh, spoiler-free Twitter that's a separate Twitter thing. There's a very just... a very easy way to do it. Yes, yeah. don't go on Twitter. <laughs> I used yeah. to do it all the time when I worked normal another job. Brag, <laughs> normal another um, job. <laughs> Lyle Valentine says barely featuring Keith Lee and others on TV is another important way NXT prepares people for the main roster. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, I like that. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Trevon Womack, which is a wonderful name, name, says, after Matt Riddle being groomed for the NXT title, who is left for that NXT title in terms of who's going to challenge for it? So many people now. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a plethora of people to choose from, I suppose. Yeah. You've yeah. got uh, whoever wins this breakout tournament will beat one. Dream mm. could move up the card if he ever loses the North American title. You've yep. got Keith Lee. You've got Dijak. You've got... Dane. Dane, yeah. You want to bring him back in a big, bad way. Yeah. Throwing him straight into like a title picture. Mm-hmm. And like if, if Gargano got the belt back, like Damo versus Gargano, where that's like a proper big, big man versus little man match. Mm. Oh, man. Gargano would like... Those two would have incredible matches. Yeah, together. definitely. Uh, Jobber JJ says I met Roman Grosjean while working and served him and then asked for his signature and got it who? Oh. he's an F1 driver oh, oh come on why man. are we still doing F1 things? it's because I think he was talking about signatures that he got that he was pleased with I think oh, Jobber well, JJ is quite a big F1 fan so. oh well yeah good for you um, Miguel Ortiz <laughs> Who's one of our new web? That seems like a well boring sport to go and watch, though, doesn't it? It's gone round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, only see, yeah. <laughs> you do it's see the car. Wait, wait, it comes back again. It's like going to Sorry, watch it again. Like, it's I, the same as being like when a fly goes past. Mm. <laughs> I like watching golf, but if you go and watch golf, you just see them hit it and go, I have no idea where that went. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. golf's good on the telly because yeah, it's quite yeah. relaxing, the, the, the but the also it just cuts, it yeah. cuts to the next person taking the But if a you're shot. standing at the tee, you just see. I Um, I think that was good (laughs) Miguel Ortiz who's one of our new website writers although he did spell his name wrong in the predictions earlier says nothing thank you for your donation let's not live in uh, glass houses and throw stones considering that you put the brand do roads on the uh, the form first time round mate (laughs) Brandu so, Rhodes, and then he said to go, actually, he spelled his name wrong. That's on her the real name. Form. Nick Jen says, I was kind of hoping for more people to like Ach. ACH. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's only a first but he was he just came out as, uh, what's his name, Apollo Crews. And he was even doing the same smile as Apollo Crews. So just... Yeah, it's first match, give him time. Yeah. Give him time. I can't get on board with the grin. I just no. don't like it. Um, Fiend Kicks says... Fight. You're in a fight. <laughs> Sorry for the non-NXT question. I missed the Raw and SmackDown live reviews, so I couldn't ask then. What do you all? Th- who do you think uh, will debut first, Bray or the Fiend? 
Good question. There was a really interesting point on our um, Extreme Rules predictions where mm. someone said, I think it was a super chat that said that Bray interferes. Well, essentially, he takes Undertaker out of the match. That would and be then so cool. And then Kevin Owens fills in for Taker. So you have then Roman and, as you have Roman and Owens versus Shane and Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that sets up Bray versus Taker for SummerSlam. That would be so cool. Which would be really cool. I think, you ha- I think Bray... I think Bray has to debut as the fiend, um, because I don't. I think reform. The, the point of Firefly Funhouse is that, that is that's crazy Bray Wyatt reformed, isn't it? Mm. Like, fire the the Bray in the cardigan is a different guy. Yeah, like he doesn't want to like be the the the, the heel character he was before. So, the fiend should be like an over sort of a force that forces him into matches and that kind of yeah. thing and it's almost against his will yeah that is what I want to see you can almost have it like I'm, I've been sort of racking my brain over this for the last you know few months or whatever of how they're going to do it and was, I'm, I was thinking uh, the last week or so that perhaps it is just The Fiend is the wrestling persona so he just wrestles as The Fiend but all of his backstage interviews oh, are right. as the Firefly Funhouse that Bray. would be so cool yeah and that, that's the way you sort of you get around to the sort of the weirdness of it all. Yeah. And so you can still then have the puppets involved and everything, but when it comes to a match, well, you, yeah. you have the fiend come out instead. Well, because you don't want to do it in the same way as Finn does. As Bally, yeah, exactly. Because it just doesn't, it makes no sense. Like, he brings out the demon for Baron Corbin, but he won't bring it out for some other matches. It's like, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. It just, it's just stupid. It is stupid. Um, I hope you're ready to get your feelings and emotions attacked, because Ziad Wawa says, Baldy boys... That's me and Pete. Me and Pete are the baldy boys. I mean, what's what's Laurie then? It's cool. OG. Oh, he's the OG. Uh, well, luckily he sent another message in to say, what is your all-time favourite or best NXT tag feud? Oh, my God. Crikey. Uh, the Ascension versus Too Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um... God, that's a good question. Lucky Cannon and Skip Sheffield. <laughs> uh, revival. Oh, DIY. revival. No, for me, it's re- either revival DIY or revival American Alpha. Yeah. Mm. Or the triple, the triple threat with Authors of Pain as yeah. well. Oh, there's so many good. I'm going to go revival American Alpha because some of their matches, well, like their match they had at the takeover before WrestleMania, the one that's in Dallas, was oh my god, incredible! Mm. Like just absolutely sanity amazing. undisputed era was good in the War Games. As that well. was good, yeah, oh, very oh, good that show. Was amazing. Uh, Kratos says this NXT Breakout Star Tournament is wonderful so far. The new crop is really talented. And I'm excited to see how this tourney plays out. I mean, I love a tournament, so yeah, absolutely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kane board. the Great Black says I love all you fellas at WrestleTalk P.S. if you need a perspective on African and American characters in wrestling I'm, har- I'm, uh, I'm Harry to help I'm happy to help well thank you very much mm-hmm. thank you for the offer Ziad Wawa back in says Lawn Bowls for the boys is off to bed uh, looking forward to watching this in the morning at work I want Randy Merch Luke Ollie what Randy Merch. Oh, we, right. asked, we asked and they wouldn't make it. Oh. They, said they, they couldn't stop themselves being uh, physically just, sick. We asked and they sent an email back going, who? Which <laughs> is one word. Yeah. They, they couldn't even be bothered to put a question mark in. They kept spelling rumhole bum face. <laughs> it was weird. They couldn't, they, they couldn't make t-shirts with a, he- with a neck big enough for my giant head. That was all. Um, Reyes colon... Which, or probably Cologne, actually. Um, <laughs> who says, what would you guys think if they were to send the Ascension back? 
I forgot the Ascension were a thing. Back yeah, to yeah it's weird that that's just been brought up again, actually. Because I, I said them a second ago. They were huge. They were. I mean, and they they're were not even jobbers anymore. No, they're not barely on TV, and they're not even in the twenty-four-seven no. title picture. They're not oh, even good God. enough to be part of that. No. That's they'll how be, low down on the cards They'll be in No Way Jose's conga line before yeah. you know. It's also a surprise I haven't got time to paint their The jobbers faces. to the jobber. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it'd actually be interesting as well because the Ascension were in NXT at a time when there wasn't the weekly TV show. Mm-hmm. So, Or rather, there was the weekly TV show, rather, but they didn't have the big takeovers. So they were tag champs for like a year or so, but they never really had like... The big defense. The big yeah. defense, because they didn't have the takeovers to do it on. And by the time they started in the takeovers, they were more or less already on their way up. So actually for them to come down and, and say, well, like, we were the big dominant tag team, but you kind of weren't. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be kind of interesting. It's sort of an interesting dynamic. Also, ditch the face paint. It looks stupid. It works in NXT. With the face paint? I think it's fine. No, I've, I've preferred it without the face paint in NXT. Mm. I think the face paint's okay. Ziad doesn't look like Mojo Rawley's at least. So. Ziad is back in. Sim- <laughs> Take your face. Simply to say, Bailey Sting. Um, <laughs> Anthony James says, Priest to be NXT champ after the next Mania takeover. Wow. It's a big call. Prediction. That's a big call. It's a big prediction. Um, if rem- he shaved his head, he could, be a, could do the Baron Corbin Spider-Man point. Uh, I mean, I would say uh, when we do the prediction show for 2020, email in. Mm. Get in, get in touch with that one because we like doing sort of like your big wild predictions for 2020. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, get that one in when we do it in January. Uh, Ziad again says, last message. Are there any good magazines to order or any good <laughs> patrons to join? I need a good recommendation. Uh, Talking Simpsons have got an excellent Patreon um, mm-hmm. with some really, really good content. You get it a week early and ad free. And um, Attitude Era podcast have got a really good Patreon. Uh, where they do the SmackDown, they're reviewing every episode of SmackDown in order. WrestleTalk, uh, WrestleTalk's a good one too. Who? Oh yeah, 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 and ours is pretty good as well. Yeah, and our magazine's wicked. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't do any other patrons. Anthony James says we'd also love is to see Zoo magazines still. <laughs> yeah, Zoo, Zoo and Nuts are both. Uh, I was gonna say they're finito, aren't finito, they? Finito, yeah. yeah. They haven't been in the publication last... for like ten years, haven't they? Where the am last... I gonna get me? Where am I going to see Lucy Where? Pinder now? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I was going to say, the last uh, copy of Nuts had a picture of Lucy Pinder on the front crying. <laughs> with a single tear in black and white. Where am I going to get my grubby... <laughs> difficult but not impossible. <laughs> Where am how I going to get my grubby knowledge from now? How am I going to find out what the newest flavour of pot noodle is? <laughs> <laughs> it's Lucy Pinder. <laughs> Lucy Pinder's tears. Yeah. Um, Lucy Pinder's bath water flavour. <laughs> Oh no! Did you not see the uh, the controversy there? Yeah. Actually, there's no human DNA in that bathwater. Oh, yeah, what? That's, that well, what's was the fake. point? Yeah, that was fake. There was also there was also a, a thing going around that someone pretending to be the Daily Mail instead of giving people herpes. <laughs> Mate, there's plenty of DNA. If you don't know what this is. This is a there's a there's a um, an Instagram star called Belle Delphine who's selling gamer girl bathwater. Yeah, and she's a massive troll, uh, and it's brilliant. Oh, it goes amazing. It's a good way to make money, really. Yeah, it's, 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 we like, should start you, doing it. Oh, mate, actually, I mean, perhaps I shouldn't reveal too much about... You would want Gamer Boy bathwater. I shouldn't reveal too much about myself, but um, when I was about 14, 15, I, I started an entrepreneurship on um, eBay where I, I just, I'd blow my nose and I would sell on eBay as if it was a celebrity, so I'd be like... <laughs> I, I saw Jennifer Aniston in a restaurant and uh, she left this on the table, so I picked it up and I sold it, you know, just wow. sort of sold them for like five quid each or so. How many did you sell? I, saw, I think I saw like three or four in the end before oh, I, I kind okay. of bought it. Did people send you messages afterwards saying oh, this yeah. tastes great? So or? you sell it for five pounds. Uh, 
minus postage and packaging. I know, but that was back in the day where eBay, you had to pay for postage and packaging. Very rarely did people pay uh, get it for free back in the day. Mm. Okay. Extra pound 50 there. Only cost me 40p to post. That is <laughs> cash back. That enough. is revolting. But <laughs> that well is done. Minging. Uh, did people message you afterwards saying, this is great. This is the best. Okay. <laughs> this is the best mucus I've ever had. It <laughs> smells into like collection. <laughs> I grated it over my pasta. Did you just drop some hairs <laughs> in it to make it look like the Rachel? <gasps> grated it over pasta like it's a big bowl of parmesan. Yeah. <laughs> That is, that is vile, Luke. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, in the tissue, yeah, you should have left like bits of like bolognese, so it looks like it was. That is the that is the napkin. Or if you had send it with a VHS yeah. copy of Friends. <laughs> if you had an infection, this you could do, legitimate. You could have different shades of mucus as well. It'd be great. Mm. Anyway, Michael Dominguez says Americans don't know the history of the troubles in Belfast. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. History, mate. Google it. Google it. Wikipedia. Um, a job it's begun, it's, begun it's, for re- years. it's really complex. Uh, yeah, and it, it's also not a very fun read as well. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not a fun read. Jobber JJ <laughs> says, I was an A big F1 fan in 1996 until 2010. It's boring today. I'll recommend any races if you want. So if you want to watch a race, guys. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. Your most thrilling, please. Could you not just give me? <laughs> could you not give me the bit? Because it will be like the race will be really thrilling because there'll be like one overtake. Yeah, can you? Can you so do- just tell me the ten seconds in which that happens. I'm not watching yeah. the whole thing. Can you tell me with the one with the best first corner? Because that's all I ever watch. <laughs> when Gran Turismo came out, mm. and everyone was like, "Oh my god, what a game!" And I was like, "This is like they looked at racing games. I was like, what if racing games were boring?" <laughs> yeah. Let's Leo, take out the shells. Let's take out the fun This stuff. isn't real. <laughs> bring, bring that burnout. Uh, Leo Woof says, do you guys not watch UK NXT? Because it's been pretty good. No, but I don't think anyone does. In fairness. No, not really. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, if, I see there's, if I see there's been a match that people have been talking about, I'll go back and watch the match. Yeah. But I'm struggling to find the time it, at the moment. Yeah, it, it, WWE have essentially told us and they've conditioned us to just not care about it and just think that it's unimportant. Mm. So I, I'm, it's I'm like really two five like the Imperium stuff. Like I think that's really cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they, this is a company that is currently promoting British Strong Style versus Ring Camp, and no one's watching it mm-hmm. because they've done such a terrible job with the promotion. It's almost as if it was started for cynical purposes. Mm. That um, that like yeah, it's almost impossible to care. Well, about it's funny it. that since NXT UK has been made. None of the UK stars have crossed over properly. Like no. Cassius Ono crossed over to NXT UK, and then he crossed back over, and they were like, NXT UK's Cassius Ono <laughs> is here. It's like, no, he's NXT's Cassius Ono. Yeah, I was going to say, it's only Pete Dunne. Where really. is Tyler and, Bates? Yeah, you had, you had Pete Dunne, and you had Mustache Mountain, and that's yeah. been more or less about yeah. it. But, that, but even that stopped yeah. mostly after NXT UK was formed. Like, where's... Jordan Devlin, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, bring someone over who's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we spend majority of our workday watching or doing things about wrestling. The first thing I do when I come home is not, oh, I really want to watch some wrestling now. No, I've had it only in the last couple of days have I had that because I've been on an Orange Cassidy binge. Mm. I watched a brilliant Orange Cassidy versus David Starr match today on the way to work. It was great. Um, Anthony James, I realise I missed your one from earlier, who says, would also love to see Priest and Black in future either as a team or in a feud. I think Anthony is quite big on Damien Priest. Big old kicks. Mm, many, many kicks. All mm. the kicks. Trevon Womack says, um, so when people from NXT UK have nothing else to do, I'm guessing they won't move up to the main roster, but will they be full-time on NXT? So I suppose, is NXT the one up from NXT UK? Um, yeah, I guess so. In the terms of sort of like ranking orders, mm. absolutely, yeah. 
Um, also, with a name like, uh, was his name Trevon Womack? Yeah. Sounds like he should be a Radio 1 DJ. Yeah. Or or NXT, or one of the new <laughs> NXT guys. Um, Jobber JJ says, my favourite GP is the Belgium Grand Prix of 1998. Oh, God. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, Jobber JJ, I'm very interested. In my my favourite was Rainbow Road. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But not the Mario 64 one. Oh, Absolutely not the Mario no. Kart 64 one. That can do one. Yeah. Uh, Tomo says, I think it's about the fifth time this week that I've sent love to everybody. That's not, en- that's not enough. More love. <laughs> oh, Tomo, you're too kind, mate. Thanks, you really are. Uh, and <laughs> lastly, Jobber JJ <laughs> says, the Belgium 98 Grand Prix has the big, biggest first corner crash. I love Mushroom Cup. Yeah. Oh, man. I like the fact they put Zelda tracks in the new hey, man. one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. The Premier League starts again in a month's time, so we've got oh, plenty cool. of chat coming. Sport ball. Sweet. Do you ever play Mario Strikers? That was a good game. I did, actually. Yeah, I on the Wii. That, that yeah, was cool. It was yeah, it was really good. We had a lot of emails in about um, time zones, as we talked about in the show, but we'll do those on uh, the Saturday show with Pete, mm-hmm. because... I think Pete will be very interested to hear what people have to say. I would like to just say, I, I think it's interesting that in our podcast, we obviously use dividers between the sections. Mm-hmm. I think we should do what Jericho does. <laughs> and we should just pretend like we're carrying on from where we were. Yeah. So I think we should start the, the final bit of the show always with, thanks, Dave, uh, <laughs> and then crack on. I really can't wait to talk to you about the next two topics. But first, I'm going to talk about socks. <laughs> yeah. It's not a... I mean, I find Talk is Jericho to be a very fascinating podcast. Yeah. Because he gets really good guests on there. Mm-hmm. And those guests have got some really cool stories to tell. But at the same time, it's very difficult to listen to a podcast where after a question is answered, Jericho then says, yeah, it's like this time this thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. It's like this time that I was Jericho. Oh, yeah. It's like this time when I would I did a match. Do you remember that I am Chris Jericho? <laughs> all the time. Do you think all the time in his head when they're talking, he's, it's just screaming, Chris Jericho! <laughs> he's his own poochie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At any time, people should be asking, why aren't we talking about Chris Jericho? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this comes in from Piyush. Uh, it says, hey there, Ollie, Luke, Laurie, Pete, and maybe Randy, but he's a Scouse supporter, so probably not him. And that humble bragging piece of crap, Blake Ham. Greetings from a place called Nagpur in India. I'm Piyush, more commonly going by Rambling Looney on Twitter. I've been listening to your podcast for over a year now. Your podcast actually uh, helped me from keeping my foot light on the throttle and drive safer, as my office is about an hour's drive away on a very dangerous highway, and a heavy metal and rock songs that I usually listen to make me want to drive a little faster than I should be. Remember the very first time I actually sat and listened to your podcast was when Laurie was fake Luke, and I loved it when you named Ramble Club as a thing. After all, there aren't enough ramblers in this world. Apologies in advance for this very, very long letter. And this is a very, very long letter, so we'll try and get through it. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it's to get better. And I think mm-hmm. those are very, very important to read out on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're, let's read this now. Uh, I've been hesitant to write in this Get Better for a while now, but today is June 16th. It was sent to me while I was in Peru, so apologies for the lateness of this. It forced me to write this more on that later. But listening to every other Wrestle Talk Get Better made me feel good about sharing this, so here goes. About nine months ago, I broke up with my girlfriend of seven years, who I was supposed to get married with in the winter of 2019, because we ended up on different career paths, and our 21 
year-old selves had no idea about it. August 2018 was a pretty bad period in my life as I'd just gotten over the passing of my father after a long battle with cancer and myself had just recovered from a nasty injury from an accident. Yes, I was driving faster than I should have, the tires burst and can never be predicted, and I made me put on about 20 kg of weight in a period of about six months. That's more of that kg nonsense. I've always promised my then-girlfriend that I would lose that weight before we got married. I had at least the interest in losing weight at that time, even though I was in the gym every day. I spent more time trying to lift heavy weights rather than losing bulk. January 2019, I was 25 at 110 kilos and 173 centimeters and pudgy all around, with no intent of getting better because I had very little to get better for. But something changed. Maybe it's because I actually had to look at myself in a mirror and did not like what I saw every morning. Maybe listening to everyone talk about their struggles and getting better and yet preserving through or persevering through rather. In my view, in my pursuit, crikey, I'm very good at reading me. In my pursuit to get a little leaner and also prepare for a high altitude trek that I was to do in May of this year, I started the dreaded high intensity cardio along with my heavy deadlifts and squat. P.S. Ollie, walking is exercise. Try walking a kilometer in the 45 degree heat in my city and you'll know. 45 degrees Celsius. Mm. Celsius? That's not I'm, Fahrenheit, mate. I, I would turn to dust as I landed. Oh, mate. Yeah, well, like Buffy. Like, you just get yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Um, I once burnt because someone left a spoon on a windowsill, so uh, <laughs> it's just not for me. It's really not. Yeah, I don't do very well with the sun. Uh, factor 54 kids. That's where that's where my head's on the away On the away day, I burnt because I had sat in the window oh, and yeah. I was having a meeting and then the sun came out and I just, on the back of me. Yeah. Had burnt. Do you see how uh, Pete got burned? No. Pete got burned on the away day as well, but he gets burned like really randomly. He'll just like have a strip on his knee. It's not his whole knee. It's Ooh. just a strip of the knee. That's weird. It is weird. Mm. He pointed at it and said, like, see, it's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've got one. So he had a skin graft. And that was like in about, I was after about sort of like 15, 20 minutes as well. Yeah. And it was, it looked like it was proper bad. And he creamed up. <laughs> Ask him about it when we get back. Proper creamed up. Proper creamed up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all those Lucy Pinder pictures. <laughs> uh, by the time I went on the trek in May, I had lost 15 kg in just fat mass and two months and put on a significant muscle mass. And never once was I out of breath, even after trekking to 15,000 feet in the Himalayas. Today, I am 26 years old. I weigh 88 kilograms and I'm able to deadlift 1.7 times my current body weight and squat 1.5 times. And I'm also able to run for a long, uh, for a long which I think that's a long time, which uh, I've never been able to do in the last eight years. My current target is to get down to 80 kg by October 2019, at the time I was supposed to get married, and be able to deadlift and squat two times my body weight at the end of the Whoa. year and also do another high-altitude trek in the winter this year. Even though my ex isn't around to see me back in shape, I'm doing this for myself, so I get better. This is my target, and I hope everyone in the Rust Talk community also gets better. Love you all. Love the way Pete is getting more exposure in Luke's absence. It's obviously while I was away. Luke better have some stories to tell when he comes back. I hope that I did. And if we're talking stories, I'd love to hear Laurie talk about his tattoos. And someone please tell Ollie that the reason they aren't pushing Robert Roode is because he abandoned the mustache break, and I guess Andy's all right. And can someone tell Luke and Laurie that the Undisputed Era logo is actually an old Viking symbol, Volknut, which is the symbol of Odin, and the guy they met long, long, long back on the NXT show with a tattoo the Undisputed Era logo on his arm might actually have been one with a Volknut tattoo. I know because I've had one for the last five years. I love from your fellow Rambler, but not Pledgehammer yet, Piyush. Well, actually, the guy did say it's an Undisputed Era tattoo. Mm -hmm. so quite specifically, he said, it is a tattoo of the Undisputed Era logo. Mm. So we did not mistake that. Um, but I'm just going to do a quick search of that while you talk about your tattoos. Uh, <laughs> What to talk about? Uh, they don't mean anything. <laughs> Yay! They're just uh, a series of images that I enjoyed. Um, That's the I, logo. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was very much the Undisputed Era logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I had dis- been holding off on getting tattoos for many years, I think, because I was always of the opinion that they had to be special and meaningful and had to be really heartfelt. And then I sort of went, oh, well, other people have tattoos and they're fine and they're stupider than me. Uh, some of them are doctors. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. Some of uh, them are mathematicians. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I just decided, get one. Mm. You regret it if you don't. You'll definitely regret it if you don't. And you only might regret it if you do. So do that. Uh, and then I sort of decided, actually, the really the point, the meaning behind them. I think, yeah, it's like I get a lot of people get tattoos to symbolize something or mean something. But I think also tattoos have the ability to accrue meaning over time. And they can be a, uh, while not a direct, while, while the imagery might not have a direct correlation to something that's happening, they're definitely of a time in your life. Hmm. And you remember where you were and why you got them and how you felt about getting them. And that's what I think mine are. Yeah. More what was your than, first one? Uh, this one? The, the deer. Stag head. Yeah, the stag. So. The, yeah, I was going to ask as well, the one on your hand. Yeah. I, was that quite painful to do? Because I was really worried about getting one on my wrist because I'd been told that's quite painful. Wrist is think, painful. But I think it's because it's just like a very, it's a very thin line. Yeah, that's, so that bad. came, the big black one on my yeah. wrist. Uh, hand was fine. Yeah? You know? Yeah, hand was fine. It doesn't uh, be right against bone. But also... You bump your hand on stuff all the time, so it's very oh, used right, to getting yeah. like you know. It's not like your hand is unused to being like it's. It, it's the reason the skin normally hurts is because it's either very near something sensitive. The reason your wrist hurts is because you've got main arteries there. Yeah. The reason your armpit hurts is because it doesn't get touched. Yeah. Okay. So it's that kind of. I yeah. think that's the that tops of your feet. Apparently, is excruciating. Yeah. Uh, just because you never really touch your bare foot against something. Yeah, when Kate got uh, hers done, sorry to say my wife's name on the podcast, that's a very rare occurrence. I think it's because you know hers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when um, yeah, when she got hers done on her foot, she said that like the actual like the concentrated points mm-hmm. were like actually like, ah, oh yeah, my God, yeah, that's yeah. actually quite painful. But the actual, just the line itself is fine. Yeah. The one I had on my it's chest. Just, yeah. The one on my chest, that really hurt. Yeah. That really hurt because it's just going against rib cage. This one uh, sucked all up here. Just oh, yeah. All up here. The one on my bicep, that, but on the inside, mm. that really hurt. Oof. Well, anyway, tattoo chat. Mm. Um, email in, let us know about your tattoos. Uh, and if you are interested in this sort of banter that we have here on this show, we're going to be talking about time zones in the next podcast. So, oh, it's all fun and game for the Wrestle <laughs> Ramble podcast. It's why people come to us. It's why we've yeah. got so many five-star reviews. Uh, but thank you so, so much for listening. We will be back on Saturday with the Wrestle Ramble magazine show. I've no idea what we're going to do a show on because... There's been no news this week. No. I'm I'm actually concerned about my news tomorrow. Make it up. I, well, I mean, yeah. Very Bishop could get away with it. Yeah, make that's it. it. Just yeah, make it up. Just make it up. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.